Welcome to Bravo Happy Hour. I'm your host, Megan O'Donnell. Grab yourself a drink and join me while I break down the week in Bravo TV news. Thanks so much for tuning into Bravo Happy Hour. Just a reminder that if you're loving the show, head to Apple Podcasts to give it a five-star rating and leave a little review. It's the best way to let other Bravo lovers find out about the show. Today's episode is blessed with the presence of Zach Peter. He is a best-selling author, a health activist, and the host of the No Filter with Zach Peter podcast, which is all about pop culture and obviously Bravo. Welcome to the show. Hi, how are you? I'm good. I loved going on your show last week to really dive deep into Shaw's. I've been so obsessed with the whole Shaw's drama. Just, I, I just feel like they're so stupid and ridiculous with how, like what they're fighting over. And I, I'd lo- I, like, I'm just like eating popcorn and salivating over it. That and my neighbors. <laughs> oh my God, wait. I watched the Instagram story of your neighbor. Like, was he like on a workout ball or like an ottoman doing crunches or no, something? He, was, he or, like- was on the floor with his bedroom pillow. <laughs> oh my God. And he was doing his workout. I love that he worked, like, we have room in our apartment to, like, work out in other places. But he just loves to work out in, like, the full window. Because, like, our windows are, like, from ceiling to floor. Not, not to brag. Um, but, so we have, so we have ceiling to floor windows. And it's, like, the wall that faces outwards. So I can see him directly across the street from me. And he just lays directly in the window with a yoga mat and his bedroom pillow. And he just does his like workouts out there. And I'm just like, you know what? He's, he's, he's very brave. I was going to say, do you think it's like a voyeuristic thing? Like he kind of gets off on the idea of like strangers potentially watching him. So the the workouts are great, but he takes a shower every evening about like 745. And he just like walks out of the bathroom, just like full bush on display, like (gasps) Hugh Melissa Gorga on display, on display. And you just (laughs) see all. So what, I, what I've been doing during quarantine is I've been going live on my Instagram stories, and then I'll give people updates on how all the neighbors across the street are doing, and um, we named everybody. So the, the people on Instagram named him Joe Bush because we got to see his bush, like, repeatedly. Wow. So do you show full frontal bush? <laughs> Male bush? What? Do you show like full frontal? I don't show. Movie? No, I don't. <laughs> I did get I did get a video of it one time and I was like, I can't post this. Like I wanted to, but I was like, there's no way I can actually post this. But then I did send it to a couple of my friends. I mean, yeah, that's like Just an internal proof that I wasn't lying. Yeah. yeah. Like I needed I needed the evidence via Snapchat to send them. Damn, that's so fun. Unfortunately, like, I face, like, the back of my apartment building into, like, another set, and there's no one I can really even spy on, and it's really annoying because that would pass the time a little bit. I know. I'm glad. I'm very, I'm, well, everybody's hashtag grateful AF. I'm just grateful that I have free entertainment across the street from me, and I get to watch everybody reorganize their cabinets. I got <laughs> to watch one of my neighbors. He washed his entire couch and then reupholstered the couch because the next day I was like oh your couch was gray yesterday and now it's it's like a, 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 a black pleather I was like okay we're getting real creative with our Pinterest skills <laughs> that's incredible I mean people are really developing new hobbies like everybody's like oh I'm finally taking the time to learn French like everybody's like trying to like do one good thing this entire quarantine I know we're all going to come out it. speaking four different languages. We're going to be at, we're going to be homeschooled teachers. Like we're just going to be by the end of this. I hope that we come out of it great because like you're either going to come out like a new and improved woke person or you're going to come out like thirty pounds heavier with a drinking problem. <laughs> Most definitely, I'm on day four of working out. So I'm like, okay, ride this wave, Megan. Like you got this. Like you can get to day five, and I'm like, okay, by day six, that's when things start to teeter. So I'm just like, focusing, yeah. <laughs> focused. you can do it. I'm like my 21 minute video. I'm like, I can't even do 21 minutes. Like things, things are rough. <laughs> oh my God. I love it. Well, let's just jump right into the news. So obviously the quarantine has taken over everybody's lives. We have uh, OC not filming, Jersey not filming, Real Housewives of Potomac ladies have been posting pictures of them wearing masks in like their interview looks. So I'm wondering if they're still filming interviews. I feel like they could do it while practicing proper social distance, but I don't think that's essential business. <laughs> I mean, I was thinking about that too. I was like, because I know production closed, production technically didn't close down until like around the time all the restaurants closed down. Mm-hmm. Um, 
at least here in Los Angeles, because I know I was still taping. There was a show that I ended up taping, like at the very tail end of it, but they ended up killing like our live studio audience. Like it was a very closed set and they limited the number of people that like, you know, everybody was coming in contact with. But I mean, I, they might still be, I wouldn't, I like if I were a housewife and they wanted me to come and do interviews right now with just three other people, I would do it in a heartbeat. I'm so fucking bored. Sorry, I don't know if we can cut. <laughs> no, I probably would too. I'd be like, okay, if I drive there, do my own makeup, no one will touch my face. I'll, I'll wear my own clothes. I'll just sit in the chair. The camera guy presses play. The producer asks me a couple questions and then we all wrap it up and go. <laughs> I would give so much tea. I would give so much gossip. I would give, I would do anything just to have Andy let me out of the house. For real. So we also know that Below Deck stopped filming early. So Captain Lee and his crew had to end early. I don't know about like Vanderpump Rules if they'll be affected because at this point, like probably in the next month or so, they would be expected to film the reunion. But even like Andy is sick. So it's like until he's up and running, you know, the Atlanta and VPR reunions can't really be filmed unless like someone steps in. I mean, maybe it's kind of the godsend we all need because they feel like Andy (laughs) Cohen's ready to retire. I love Andy. I love Andy, but like he just looks so annoyed every time he has to do a reunion or every time he tapes Watch What Happens Live that at this point, I think like it, it might be time for him to hand the baton on and be like, okay, let's, let's have a fill in. Um, I think that's it. Who but I think he'll be fine. I think he'll be recovered. Like it seems like people are writing this out for like two weeks. Like I think he'll be okay. It depends on like when the quarantine is kind of lifted. Um, and I think Atlanta's definitely going to be delayed. I don't think Vanderpump Rules will be delayed only because they typically don't tape their reunion until like April usually. And we're also, they release the season a month later than they normally do. Normally it comes out early December and it didn't come out until early January. So I'm, there's a good chance that they might be able to still stay on track production-wise. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed because I would need another reunion in my life soon um me too well there also are rumors that jim edmonds from the real houses of oc megan king edmonds ex-husband if you don't remember he potentially might have corona he's like posting incredibly dramatic instagram stories chronicling his you oh know, my god he's the worst person thing. doing instagram oh. like there are some people that we need to take that we need to take snapchat away from housewives and we need to take instagram stories away from husbands and people need to stop going live 24 seven on Instagram. Like everybody's like getting way too social at the moment. No, I agree. Like the other weekend I was like with, I was sitting alone, so bored, like drinking wine. And I was like going live by myself. And then I woke up the next morning and like listened to three minutes of it and promised myself to never do that again. I was like, you're, you need like to take a step back. Like you don't need to socialize with no one. No, <laughs> do not lean into this, Megan. <laughs> I know me and my three live live viewers on Instagram. Oh, are you kidding? I'll have like nine people, and I'm like nine whole people. I'm are like, hi guys. Oh my god, I'm literally like doing it's personal so shout outs. It's mortifying. It's really I know bad. it's funny and like ask me questions you guys and they're like shut up and take your clothes off and I'm like yeah. gladly <laughs> oh my god well yeah Jim in his like you know very dramatic stories was like you know what I potentially might just have pneumonia and you know what you shady tabloids have fun reporting on this it's like bro people can be sick and not tell instagram stories like you've opened this up to the tabloids like you're asking for it dude yeah Ugh, he's a jerk well andy said recently- i think he loves all the tabloid attention like he's, uh, like, he's totally. not like he says anyone that's like oh i hate it is like really, and the ones that keep antagonizing, you know, reporters are the ones that really love it. Completely. And he's been doing this for a while now. Like if you want privacy, it's called get off social media. It's a very, very simple solution. 
<laughs> well, Andy I said know. recently that he's been talking with Nini, texting with Denise Richards, texting with Lisa Vanderpump, and texting with Bethany Frankel. So I always find it interesting how Denise Richards is now kind of like in the Mount Rushmore of housewives in Andy's eyes, like LVP, Bethany, Nini, like those are his faves. I think because she was, like, really famous outside of Housewives, and then she came over to Housewives, so she just, like, bypassed the first eight seasons of, like, service. I mean, and come on, when you have a three-way with Brandy Glanville and your husband doesn't know about it, like, you're just creating a really great season. So, like, Denise is putting in the work. Denise really is putting in the work. And it's interesting because... You know, we always were, like, seeing, like, all of this drama between her and Brandy, and I never really knew where it was going, and now, like, it kind of seems like it really did affect Denise in, like, a negative way, and so it should be interesting to see how the entire situation kind of came about, and now I'm actually excited for Beverly Hills. I wasn't. I was, like, a naysayer with everybody else, but I think the tides have turned a little bit. I think I'm just desperate for new content, so (laughs) I'm just being positive we're trying to be that's the one good thing that like producers are like probably grateful for right now is that like everyone's home right now that they can all watch television 24 7 and like ratings are skyrocketing and it's like great business for them yeah I work in media and one of our the shows that I'm working with I can't say which it is but they're like working so 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 quickly to get the premiere of their like third season out earlier and it's so interesting to see but I mean, Andy said one thing. He was like, yeah, we're trying to move things along a little bit faster, but because of, like, color correction and whatever, we can't. But, I mean, hey, New York is coming back. Beverly Hills is coming back. And Caitlyn Jenner recently said to People Magazine or something that she could see herself becoming a Real Housewife of Beverly Hills cast member because she's... (laughs) She said she was watching it one night and that she just thought she could really fit in with the ladies. And that is something I definitely don't need Caitlyn Jenner doing anything on my screen. Caitlyn Jenner will take any television opportunity that they offer her. And like, (laughs) at this point, like, I wouldn't be surprised if she starts her own YouTube channel because like, she just loves the attention so much. And she's so mad that they fired her from keeping up with Kardashians that like, I, she just somebody needs to give her a television show well she had a television show yeah. that go anywhere, but like it was not it wasn't great I am Kate I was like can you not well her I am Kate show was the whole like transition but she was incredibly ignorant and like refused to acknowledge like the realities of transgender people in the the world outside of like Beverly Hills like oh yeah la 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 like you get to be on the cover of Vanity Fair but you know transgender people who don't have money or the access or the life that you have don't have such you know easy situations um just dealing with life and the fact that she like refused to acknowledge that and some of the other women on the show would like try to explain that to her and she's like nope no yeah I'm not getting it I'm not getting it like the whole show is people yelling at her for like how she just was like so out of touch with reality and she's like no I'm so in touch with reality I'm filming a reality show and they're like bitch please (laughs) exactly and I was doing a little deep diving I couldn't find a single picture of Caitlyn Jenner holding Stormy Webster and for that that says everything to me like you're an asshole Caitlyn and it has nothing to do with you know, your choices or being transgender, like that has nothing to do with it. You are an asshole as Bruce and you're an asshole as Caitlin. You killed someone in a car accident. I just, I think she's such a scam artist. But then the more I started ruminating on this, I don't want Caitlin to be on screen, but I really would love to see Chris Jenner join the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and be a cast member and a star of a television show that she's actually not producing because she's best friends with Faye and she knows Kyle. And I think that would be amazing to see Chris just in a different light. I would love to see Chris on a, a Housewives type of show that would, especially because you know, like when they give the when they give us new seasons of keeping up with kardashians like they're also highly packaged and manufactured to meet whatever narrative they're trying to knock from whatever stories came out in the media at the time that they were filming it um so it is just very produced and you know that going into it that i would love to see her like you said in a realm where she isn't the producer and she doesn't own how she's portrayed and she kind of has to film with other people 
like consistently and I think she needs to be she needs like they need to do some reality shows like that I think that would be great I would love to see Chris Jenner on like a housewife also I would love to see like her relationship with Corey in a more genuine way like I want to know Chris's life like what does Chris do when everyone goes home at night when like Corey's with his boyfriend <gasps> Ooh, you think Corey has a guy on the side I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. People have those rumors that Corey, that like Chris is his beard and like their relationship isn't really real. And like whether it is or it isn't, all I know is like when I watch them on screen together, they just don't have chemistry. And like, I don't feel that they're like a real couple. He kind of seems like he is her bodyguard in a way. Like, and he's like picking the kids up from play dates. And like, he's kind of her assistant who like might go down on her every six months. Like, I don't really, I don't really buy it. No, I don't buy it either. I don't think they're having sex very often. Like they have sex when she's like, when she wants to have sex, but like (laughs) he is like, and she, he's allowed to like go and have sex elsewhere. Um, But yeah, I don't see them being like in a real genuine relationship at all. And I've also, like, seen him just hanging out with Kylie. Like, where the two of them are just hanging out together. And that kind of weirds me out. Like, I don't know, maybe, maybe, I don't have a stepdad, so I don't know. Or my mom doesn't have a boyfriend, whatever. But I don't know, it just, like, seems weird that I'm like, why is Stormy, Corey, and Kylie all, like, taking a drive somewhere? I don't know. I mean, maybe Corey is going to be transitioning in a few years, like keeping up with the Kardashians 2024, you know? I mean, it's really hard to go back and rewatch episodes of the Kardashians when you'd see Chloe and Kim, like, making fun of Bruce and, you know, like, him dying to have long hair and, you know, yeah. them just, like, ruining his life and, like, taking away his joy slowly like throughout the years you'd see them be like we're taking your credit cards you can't golf anymore you can't play with your weird planes and he's like slowly just disintegrating and dying and then he like re-emerged as a total bitch and he's like guess what i'm back i'm i am kate everyone's like please go back to bruce everyone's like plot twist what on earth oh my god well lisa vanderpump's uh, potentially is in the market of opening up a new vineyard up in Napa Valley. So Vanderpump Rosé and her daughter Pandora Instagrammed this like beautiful area with like pink flowers in Napa saying, or in Sonoma saying, we're working on a project up in Sonoma for a while now. We'll be giving you more information soon. So if I'm, if my prayers are coming true, there's going to be some sort of Vanderpump vineyard up in Sonoma. and. I would absolutely spend like three months of um, my paycheck to go. I would go to, well, I don't know. I feel like I'm kind of over the whole, like is her rosé even doing well? Like other than like pushing it at Sir and mixing it into every other cocktail at Sir. Like, I don't really know if it's, do people even like it? Like Kyle said it wasn't even that, or Lisa Rinna said that it wasn't even that great. I don't know. I've had it once and it wasn't as sweet as some rosés because that's my issue with rosé. Sometimes you drink it and it tastes like you're drinking simple syrup. And I didn't find that with hers. But I'm not sure if people really drink it because I would never go to a store and be like, ooh, like Lisa Vanderpump's rosé. Like even if it were an option and I'm a Lisa Vanderpump like, I know who she is and I wouldn't buy it. So I'm wondering if, like, regular patrons go to a wine shop and they're like, ooh, let's try this good uh, Vanderpump Rosé. Yeah, I don't think it's actually, like, doing very well. That I feel like these are all kind of, like, publicity stunts that, like, I feel like she just has enough money to keep her wine in production so that way it's, like, you know, decor at Sir. I don't think anybody's actually really buying that though. Like none of the other housewives have had successful wine. I don't think any of them have had a successful wine. Like the only one that probably was close was Ramona. I don't know if that was Ramona Pina Grigio. And then that stopped because Mario left her and like she couldn't do that anymore. I was really disappointed. I really wanted to try some Ramona Pina Grigio, but you know, she just has all these fake businesses, all these cheater brands. (laughs) I feel like in like 25 years, someone's going to be like, we found this old bottle of Ramona Pino. It's a vintage 2009. We found it in a basement of a New York City apartment building. And like, 
it comes back to to us because I feel like we could never get our hands on a bottle of Ramona Pino at this rate in stores. No, people weren't even able to get their hands on it when it was like on sale. (laughs) Well, there's skinny girl wine and I've definitely had that before, but again. Is that good? I don't feel like it's high quality wine. No. I I don't mind the skinny girl margarita. That one, I I don't mind. I can do that on occasion. They have it like on sale at CVS and I'm like, yeah, if it's like 10 bucks at CVS, I'm like, sure, that's four cocktails. I can get a little litty city. <laughs> yeah, I've had the margarita and I definitely I would enjoy the margarita. I definitely drank a bottle of that once. And I'm trying to think who else has had wine. The Witches of WeHo. I haven't tried that one, but that I have a feeling is just like a headache in a bottle and you wake up like with your whole forehead just covered yeah. in acne and you're like, What? Like, did I just drink a bottle of sugar? Yes. Brandy had a wine. Heather Dubrow had a wine. Oh, she had the champenoise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, Brandy had a wine? Brandy I- Glanville had a wine when she left Housewives, and it was called Unfiltered Blonde. And it, was, and it did well, but then she said Lisa Vanderpump was, like, trashing or having people trash the wine, and then it wasn't selling, and it wasn't getting into retailers. And then um, it was just it's so expensive to run a wine company. And she was saying that the reason so many of them, because she, she talked to Heather, and she was saying that the reason so many of them don't end up keeping up with their wine companies is because it's so expensive to ship the wine and there are so many legalities and regulations around it that it's just, mm-hmm. it's not worth the investment, which is why I believe that LVP is really just using her rosé as a front and she's just buying bottles of all of this stuff herself. Maybe, but I... Yeah, yeah. Bethany, I mean, the reason Bethany did so well is because she was the first one to do it. And then I think mm-hmm. everybody just saw, I think a lot of these businesses and brands were like, oh, Bethany did it. Bethany's on TV. This is going to be easy. But they didn't realize like Bethany has a very different work ethic than a lot of the other housewives <laughs> that you can't just give them a product and expect it to fly off the shelves just because they're on TV. It might fly off the shelves for like two weeks when there's an episode that airs about it. But like people aren't going to consistently buy into these products. And that's why so many of these businesses go under. Like I'm still waiting for Sonia Morgan's toaster. I'm dying for that, especially in these times, you know, we're not really leaving. I could really dig deep into like her toaster oven, cookbook or whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Sonia. Well, yeah, I was taking a walk yesterday because I had to get out of my apartment and I walked past Sonia's townhouse. It is still for sale. The sign is outside, but her apartment is gorgeous and it's on a street that you can't have parking on either side. So it's completely empty and so quiet and I mean, if I had like fifteen million dollars, I would do. I would absolutely buy that apartment building. I know it's so expensive. I mean, it's crazy. Like New York City is insane in terms of pricing, but this apartment building, this townhouse, is also huge. I couldn't even imagine being in it. I would be so overwhelmed in like the best way possible. I know. Well, we also, this week, were blessed with <laughs> James Kennedy and Lala Ken's new song called Playboy Bunny. Have you heard it? Yes, I did hear it, and it was terrible. Like, well, I just think, I mean, it, it was like, it was good, but like, uh, like a three out of ten. I would say I really enjoyed James Kennedy's parts. I thought he was rapping really fast, kind of like Busta Rhymes, but (laughs) Lala's portions were so crazy. Her voice is just completely auto-tuned. And James keeps doing this when he has females on his records, like that song he did with Ariana, where her voice was just completely different. Like, I don't think James... sound like that. Yeah. No! I think he only listens to his own voice, and then doesn't even, like, just will do anything to the other person just to get them out of the studio fast enough. (laughs) Because it doesn't sound anything like Lala at all. At all. And he is such a bad rapper. Like, he's so out of tune. And I'm like, I could rap better than that. And I'm not, like, I would probably, I'm probably just as bad. And I'm pretty sure I can do a better rap song than James Kennedy. He's just, I just, he's just like, we need to, like, get him off of television and out of social media. Like, I want to know what he's going to look like in 10 years once, like, he doesn't have any of his fame and his 15 minutes are up. And, like, he's going, like, crazy. And I just, I, he is just a hot mess. He is like the Brandy Glanville of Vanderpump Rules. 
That's true. However, at least I think that James Kennedy has dreams and goals. And as much as he is a hard person to watch on television and he is an absolute hot mess and keeps like actually getting himself in worse and worse situations year after year, he does have goals. And One for mom and one for me. Hey, beautiful. Ulta Beauty invites you to see the joy this holiday season with top gifts for everyone on your list, including you. Discover great last-minute gifts like mini eyeshadow palettes from Juvia's Place, fragrance sets from Clinique, gift cards, and more. Shop in store, online, or try curbside pickup today. Ulta Beauty. The possibilities are beautiful. With AMC Plus, the plus doesn't just mean more. It means better. Available through the platforms you're already on, AMC Plus is a premium streaming bundle with the best of AMC, plus the complete collections of Shudder, Sundance Now, and IFC Films Unlimited. Get the latest from The Walking Dead. With early access and exclusives, binge acclaimed series like Mad Men, ad-free, and with new content dropping each week, like Gangs of London, a powerful drama about London's criminal underworld, there's always something fresh to check out. Sign up at amcplus.com, amcplus.com, AMC Plus, only the good stuff. For many of us, the holidays will look different this year. Family and friend reunions might not be the same, but that shouldn't stop us from feeling close. That's why I'm gifting my loved ones the most meaningful gift this year, a chance to tell their story and share memories using StoryWorth. StoryWorth is an online service that helps your loved ones share stories through thought-provoking questions about their memories and personal thoughts. It's a fun new way to engage with family, especially those you can't see in person this year. Around this time last year, I lost my grandfather, and I felt this insane guilt that I didn't ask him enough questions about his love story with my grandma, his career, his immigration journey from Italy in the 1960s, and so much more. To honor his birthday this past year, I gifted my grandma a StoryWorth membership. Every week, StoryWorth emails her a different prompt with questions you'd never think to ask, like, if you were to do it over, what would you have done differently? Or when was your first kiss? You can customize your prompts to ask anything you'd like. So I obviously had to ask, who's your favorite grandkid? Just kidding. <laughs> After one year, StoryWorth will compile all your stories, including photos, into a beautiful keepsake book that ships for free. I'm planning to order one for myself, my brothers, and my cousins so we can share our grandparents' story with our children someday. Give your loved ones the gift of spending time together wherever you live with StoryWorth. Get started right away with no shipping required by going to storyworth.com slash bravohh. You'll get $10 off your first purchase. That's storyworth.com slash bravohh for $10 off. If you are anything like me, you haven't bought a single gift for anybody this year, maybe other than yourself. <laughs> this will be an amazing gift for anybody who is looking for that last minute gift that doesn't involve shipping costs and will be something that you can pass down to your families for generations. That's storyworth.com slash bravohh for $10 off you guys and you get a deal look at that he does have like a very i say quote-unquote successful touring career so he does kind of have his shit together whereas like when i think of someone who's gonna be a train wreck in 10 years i think of tom schwartz like who you know has Um, really nothing right now like he has tom tom but i don't think tom tom is anything for tom schwartz like i don't think he'll be able to leverage it out of anything i think tom sandoval will be able to like move on but Schwartzy is just going to be doing like more weird funerals for lizards in his backyard, like in 10 years. Yeah, he's going to be, they're going to be like uh, Heidi and Spencer Pratt. They're like, they're going to blow through all of their money and they're going to be desperate to get back on television and they'll be lucky if they do a Vanderpump Rules reboot. Totally. However, like, I love Spencer. I have a soft spot for Spence. I love Spencer. (laughs) Like, they are amazing. And so they have star quality, like, star power. Like, there's something about the two of them that I want to watch. Whereas Tom and Katie, it's like they're just wearing moo-moos and knitting on the couch all day. There's, there's all, that gets old somewhat quickly. (laughs) Somewhat. That was the best edit when Katie's like, I'm just, I'm busy. And then they show her, like, knitting on the couch and, like, wanting to watch TV. They did her dirty with that, but she deserves it. She asked for it. Like she, yeah, she's, yeah, no, I can't. I try to like her every season. I think the only like real moment she had is when she talked about like falling out of the building and she had to have (laughs) surgery and then everyone's like, oh, Katie, we love you for 15 minutes. And then after that, it was like, oh my God, now we all remember why we don't like you. (laughs) Yeah, I know. And I think in a way, she had to have like serious trauma because I was listening to 
Randall and Lala's podcast, which is like a whole other thing. Like, why am I spending my time listening to that? But Katie was on it and she was talking about how she had to go through like insane therapy and that like her brain's cognitive functions were never the same after her skylight accident. So I don't know. Sometimes I think like, damn, she might just be like very, very fucked up. Like things could have really gotten messed up during that fall. And so maybe we have to cut her some slack. But then also it's like, girl, tequila. She's not, <laughs> tequila like, she's just, she's not like a nice person. Like she's just very bratty is the issue. And I don't think bratty comes from falling out of a skylight. Like I think <laughs> that's just her personality. Totally. Well, Tom Schwartz and Tom Sandy have decided to pool together their cameo <laughs> payments, their cameo oh whatever messages, and put all the money towards um, COVID something something, which is good considering like the restaurant industry is losing. I think they say approximately five to seven million jobs. So yeah. it's nice that the two of them can actually actively see that they are fortunate people in the restaurant industry who aren't struggling with money during this time and that they can actually give some of their their cameo money back to the people who work at TomTom Tom and Sir and wherever else. So I thought that was nice from those boys. Yeah, no, I think it's definitely nice that people are starting to step up and give back and help people right now. I think you know, at the beginning of all of this, we were like, oh my God, are people going to start looting? Are the cops going to start like going crazy and making sure people can't leave their house? Like everyone went to such extremes and naturally because everyone was like buying all the toilet paper and batteries and (laughs) and now they're buying all the paper towels. Um, But like now we're realizing that like, no, it's actually had the opposite effect. And like people are really coming together and there's like this nice sense of community and, you know, we're all supporting each other's Instagram lives that like you know it's just a big a big kumbaya moment for the world and I think it's nice I also find it funny that like there's like Lala and James who are like go download our song and then we'll donate a dollar or sorry go donate our go download our song and my rich boyfriend will will donate a dollar to everybody I'm like okay (laughs) I'm glad that he's donating money but I'm just like it's just it's a little odd touch I know, just just a teensy bit. Yeah, my boyfriend will match every stream. And oddly enough, so as of 8.53 a.m. Eastern time this morning when I looked, they only had 10,000 streams on Spotify, which I find shockingly low. <laughs> like for two people Terrible on a major, song. major, major network, you can only muster up 10,000. <laughs> yeah the song is terrible <laughs> but that's even why just- they needed that's why they needed a charity campaign to help launch it like look it's one thing when you're like on twitter and you're like retweet this link so that we can bring up donations like it's one thing if you do it and it's selfless but it's another thing when you're like go download my song go listen to my song so that you can like go and give me some sort of perk so that i can then also look good about donating money to charity yeah (laughs) it's like why can't Randall just write like a ten thousand dollar check and be like here you go let me just write these out let me because like look a a private plane that's like 20 grand one way you know Mm -hmm. what I mean that like it's very easy to just write a few checks to a few different charities but the fact that they're like leveraging their music and like you know they're they're you know entrepreneur they're reality tv entrepreneurs doing their thing but I'm just like, come on, girl. Like, nobody wants to listen to this song, not even for charity. Like, people would rather <laughs> donate the dollar themselves. I'd rather, yeah, don- donate 50-odd dollars of my own money to never hear that song again. Which actually, it, that's what all these listeners of this show should be doing right now. Turn this off and donate. <laughs> yeah, you don't need to listen to the song. I'll tell you right now, it's terrible. And it's not terrible in, like, a um, Luann, Countess Luann terrible way, because, like, that's terrible in, like, a fun way. You can be like, she <laughs> say la vie. C'est yeah. bon. C'est bon. But it's, like, it's just, like, a bad, like, there's nothing catchy about it. Like, it's just, it's just, like, a bad song altogether. And it's also another type of thing where they're talking about, like, drinking and doing drugs, where it's, like, you both are sober, and that's kind of both of your storylines. So let's stop perpetuating the use of drug and alcohol. <laughs> like, it let's pivot let's get let's move away from something else maybe if this had like a little bit of any sort of like vulnerability or anything that makes a song good like a heartfelt moment like there was none of that it's just exclusively like them 
you know, rapping about bullshit, yummy in my tummy. Like, what does that mean, Lala? <laughs> Did you write this? I don't know. Like, like, give me a song about, like, James getting blown by Logan in the bathroom at Sir, and I'll listen to that. You know I'll what I mean? Like, give me something right. authentic. <laughs> well, I can't believe that there's the whole Logan thing coming back again. I knew that would rear its head back into the storylines, but I was shocked that Lala brought it up after her and Raquel had their little powwow together. It's like, Lala, do you understand how friendship works? If you really wanted to bring up the slogan thing, you bring it up t- with Raquel like when you're at the lunch, when you guys are hashing things out, not, you know, at a party or whatever. <sighs> I think they were, like, forcing Lala to, like, have some sort of a moment with Raquel because she got added to the cast. I think that it was more of a production thing. I don't think Lala has any desire to be friends with Raquel, like, at all, ever. Which is unfortunate, because I love Raquel. I do you think really? she, I think she's like broken a little bit and like believes like she deserves a guy like James which is kind of you know terrible in its own way but I find her to be like very nice and I think she doesn't have like a mean bone in her body and I think that that is why Lala like doesn't like her so much because I feel like Raquel has like stars in her eyes which Lala used to have and now Lala's like a little bit jaded I guess and I think she like looks at Raquel and she's like wow you know kind of innocent and I don't know I don't know am I being crazy to think that Lala might have some sort of like I don't know she has like a very pure it's hatred the same way Raquel. yeah it's the and same like- way it's the same way like a bitter divorce old lady looks at like a young doe-eyed 21 year old blonde bimbo like it's that like resentment and like I I wish I had that youth I wish I had that um innocence I wish I had you know I think there's definitely Lala is definitely a little jaded but I'm just like there I like Raquel's a nice girl but like she's not somebody (laughs) that I can see myself having like dinner with no I don't think we can get through much conversation with with Raquel bless her soul (laughs) a tapas where it's like every four minutes there's like a new dish coming out so we have like a confirmed thing to talk about like I can't have like a, a six minute portion of silence yeah. with the two of us <laughs> silence. no yeah like bless her soul she's a very <laughs> sweet girl but like she does not need to be on reality television like she should stick to modeling and hopefully find somebody better than James Kennedy because like he's not a great boyfriend at all Oh, no, he really isn't. And I was proud that she went to the AA meeting with him and <clears throat> that she's kind of, you know, being a, a, a positive figure for him in that way. But I don't think this is going to end well. And now that the Logan drama is getting brought back up, that is going to get ugly. Like, that will drive Kennedy insane. And I'm just, it's just a, a ticking time bomb at this point. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, moving coast, Real Housewives of New Jersey star Melissa Gorga has been getting some shit on the internet because she posted, uh, well, I guess she didn't even post, quote-unquote paparazzi, posted photos of her in an incredibly strappy sports bra, uh, gloves, and a mask with, like, a scary-looking mouth on it. And... Like, I'm sorry, but Jennifer Aiden was not wrong when she said Melissa Gorka is desperate for attention. <laughs> like, come on, I mean, girl. it's the most, it's clearly the most, like, staged photo. Like, no paparazzi is out right now. Like, nobody's out right now. Like, everyone is at home, and, like, there's no, you're going to tell me there's a paparazzi in front of <laughs> Melissa Gorga's house in New Jersey? Like, come on. <laughs> And she also, why is she wearing a mask walking from her front door to her mailbox? Like, they're saying, like, wear a mask that you don't cough. Like, if you're sick, you can't cough. Like, it's not airborne. Like, she's just so dumb. Like, it's so out of touch. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, she's clearly just, like, desperate for the attention. Like, Jennifer was right. Like, she just needs all sorts of attention because, like, there's no other, like, Tom Hanks isn't even getting caught by the paparazzi right now, and he has a confirmed case of coronavirus. Like, calm down, girl. 
I know. She's actually actively just trying to show off that she has abs. Like, that's all of this really was. And I have a feeling, like, this is actually just Joe Gorga on, like, the front lawn taking photos of her, like, with an iPhone 11. Like, yeah, this... this is a little bit staged, but it did make me laugh, but it's making me scared because in the last, like, few months, like, we saw, like, Nono on Real Housewives of New Jersey, and he was really sick, and over the past, like, six months, he's had pneumonia, like, four or five times, so, Melissa, maybe you should be, you know, calling Nono, and I don't know. When I was started like getting into like a no no, you know, thought process where I'm like, is he okay? Is he safe? Like who's distancing away from him? I really really put things into perspective for me. Yeah, and, and it's funny, Joe Joe Judice even said I saw like he like commented, like someone responded about um saying how it's funny how when they were filming the Easter episode, Joe Gorga's crying at the dinner table and Melissa's crying at the dinner table talking to Joe from from prison or I don't I think he was still in prison at that point, um, or he may have been in ICE, but how they were all crying about how much they missed him. And then at the reunion, they're all like, Teresa, you need to leave him. Teresa, sign the divorce papers. And then Joe com- responded, and he's like, it's funny how when the cameras are on, we all play, you know, this part, we all play up this part. And then all of a sudden, once the cameras are down and it's real life, you know, looking for them is like trying to find Waldo. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I always kind of think that the two of them have really gotten away with things on these shows. Like I read on this thing on Reddit, it was like this woman who was a producer on the show and she was talking about her experience on the show. And she was saying how Joe and Melissa get away with a lot. And, you know, going back to it, you know, like in the beginning of the series, Joe Gorga and his parents like didn't get along like at that christening or there was that big fight he's screaming with the dad and he's having all of these issues with the dad and then like they kind of turned it and made it all on Teresa like it was Teresa's fault like that the family wasn't together where it was like it seems like it was the you and your dad had an issue I feel like they just need yeah. to like get out of Teresa's life a little bit she's gonna do exactly what she wants to do and they don't really need she I think the only reason they're like taking part in all of it is because they want to look about the the public perception on camera you know they want to make it look like they're there for Teresa and they want to support Teresa but I don't think they really give a shit about Teresa much outside of that most definitely and then you know what like they also just like wanted to be on the show which understandable it's a show you get like a big platform you become famous whatever but you know this was Teresa's thing and you snuck your way onto it without telling her so yeah you know you guys are shady and and we're we're on to you Melissa yeah. we're on to you Melissa and your fake storyline <laughs> well I'm really depressed because Gia Giudice Teresa's eldest daughter told someone or Teresa told someone that she is a officially not in a relationship with Frankie Catania Jr. which is really upsetting because they're the best looking couple I've ever seen in my life I think I think they would be a really great couple I think I actually don't think he's I think Gia probably wants like a good boyfriend um and I don't think Frankie's looking to really settle down like Frankie's playing (laughs) the field right now like Frankie is like big Frank and he clearly (laughs) loves women and like is not looking to settle down anytime soon Totally. And I'm actually glad because as much as like, you know, oh, they're they're cute. It'd be cute if they were together. But I think it's important that young people go to college and like explore and meet new people who aren't like from their exact same place in life. Like Teresa, I mean, Gia and Frankie Jr. have like very similar childhoods. So it's good and important to like expand your horizons a little bit. But damn, they're so cute. Yeah, taste all of Basket Robin's 31 flavors before you decide which one's your favorite. Exactly. And she just goes with like the tomato sauce flavored Italian pop, uh, ice cream. Pudding. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we also have some interesting news coming out of New York. This is weird. So Jill Zarin is always looking to, uh, what's the word, get back in the news. So she was on Heather McDonald's podcast this past week, Juicy Scoop, and she was talking with her daughter, Allie, and they were saying how Allie actually was going through her mom's email while she was in college and found out that she was born via a sperm donor and not the man she always thought was her father. And 
so that was weird. She said she like wasn't really upset. She was just kind of confused. And then she said her main problem was like she started digging deeper into her mom's emails and her f- mom's family members were like shit talking Allie and the fact that she didn't have the same blood as them and talking about her weight. And it was just surreal that grown people email about shit like this. <laughs> like, I mean, it's not, because, like, you look at housewives and you can't believe that people behave this way. Oh, true, um, true. I know. I, well, I can't so, even believe that is, like, what's, I'm, like, I'm drawing the line at that nasty email. Right. <laughs> no, I think, I mean, uh, when I first saw the headlines about this story, I was kind of like, oh, this looks really bad. Somebody blackmailed Jill into having to tell her daughter that, like, I thought this happened, like, over the weekend, and, like, there was this, like, big scandalous story, and then I read it, and it's like, oh, no, they were on Heather's podcast, and this was, like, a retelling of, like, what happened when she was in high school, and she just happened to be, you know, they had a donor that, because apparently her real father wasn't able to conceive. He was like Joe Gorga and probably only had like three working sperm and neither of them worked hard enough. And so we just used a sperm donor. And so it was like, okay, like I, clearly they weren't going to be telling her that as a kid, you know, they wanted to wait for the right moment, which I thought was nice of, you know, of Jill. And they just didn't know when that right moment was. Um, but I also, I don't know, I think it wasn't anything that like needed to be like I don't know just kind of like a private family thing that I didn't think needed (laughs) to be exploited on like a podcast I know well that's kind of the weird thing I always like wonder about how podcasters like you have guests come on your show and like really spill tea but like how do you promote that like I've always struggled with that where it's like you know like do you say all over social media like they came on and spilled DNA secrets like I kept seeing Heather being like Jill spilled DNA secret and I'm like DNA secret like what the fuck you know but then it is kind of like a personal thing and I'm like why do I why the fuck do I need to know this shit I don't know yeah and it's like I mean I think when like as a as a host and with someone with a podcast, but like I definitely am listening for those certain things. Like, oh, this is going to be newsworthy, or oh, that's going to be a good soundbite. Um, that that's just the producer side of my brain that's always working. But I think as the guest, like and like as the interviewer, you know how to dance around certain um, topics to where you kind of make them feel open and 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 comfortable enough to open up and and talk about certain things and then you also know when you're leading with like baited questions um and I think Heather definitely loves to ask baited questions and but to me I'm just like Jill's just so desperate for the headlines and the attention that she constantly like waits for a moment where there's an opportunity to get back in the news and then she throws something out there and um you know, just wants to make sure she's staying relevant. And I'm just like, really, did we need to exploit this about your daughter and like how, you know, her dad didn't have enough sperm? Like, let's not do that. Like, that's a little much. (laughs) Right. Can't we just um, never address that publicly? But your daughter really loves to be in the headlines for that. But she actually took this down. But Jill had this thing on charitybuzz.com. Oh my God, I'm so sad she took this down. And it was like, enjoy a tennis match with the Real Housewives of New York City, Jill Zarin in, in NYC or Boca Raton. And I think it was like $750 for a foursome. And I wanted to recreate the moment of, I think it's season one or season two of New York Housewives, where. Jill and Jill ended up like psyching out Ramona and Mario as if like she got like this big pro to be uh, in the tennis match with her but she really got Simon and Simon and Ramona hated each other so I was going to donate like all of this money just so that we could bring that foursome back together like I would love to see how Ramona would deal with Simon and Kempin in 2020. That would be that would be a good charity like event like this was like a charity buzz thing where celebrities come on and they auction off some type of experience for people to bid on um but I think you would probably raise a lot more money with that sort of concept you get Jill and you get Alex or and Ramona and you get them all to do like a four-way 
um, like a two on two match and then you sell tickets to that and you can sell like VIP meet and greets. Like trust me, I did 10 years of fundraising. Like now my brain is like, <laughs> we need to get this going. Um, but like that's where you would raise like real money because people would actually buy to come and see that. And then the people that have the money to buy, you know, like a thousand dollar experience, they think about it. There are probably, you know, a good handful of people that can afford a thousand dollars a ticket that would love to be a part of that. And then would love to have some sort of reception with the housewives afterwards that like you could really make a solid event out of this. Sponsored that by would be Skinny better Girl. than like Jill. Yeah. Sponsored by Skinny Girl. All the alcohol provided by Skinny Girl. Um, yeah. I think that would be, uh, that would actually be better for charity than Jill's Aaron trying to do a charity. But like, I think the real reason they took it down is because like, like nobody would be, nobody's <laughs> bidding on that. I mean, especially now, everybody's, like, saving their money. Nobody's like, you know what? This is a perfect time to really invest. And the people with disposable incomes are donating to, like, service workers. They're donating to, like, charities that are timely, not – I don't even know – I don't even remember what charities she was raising money for. I don't even know if there was an assigned charity. See. I think it oh, was – it was, it was Bobby's foundation. It was her own foundation yeah. what she was raising money for. Like, come on. That's, like, money going, like, back in your pocket. Like, come on, Joe. <laughs> Bobby Zarin Memorial Fund. Oh, R.I.P. Bobby. Love him. Well, that actually brings us to the end of today's episode. Zach, this was great. And this went by so quickly. I can't believe that was 50 minutes. I know. It flew by so fast. Oh, that's how you know it's a good show. And there's just like things moving, grooving. Well, (laughs) where can people find you, follow you, and listen to your awesome show? Yeah, so you can follow me at Just Plain Zach all over the internet. That's Just Plain Z-A-C-K, Just Plain Zach, and JustPlainZach.com. I'm on Instagram, Twitter. I'm on Facebook like a grandma. I do TikToks <laughs> where I dance without rhythm. Um, and then I have two podcasts on uh, Mondays and Wednesdays. I have Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter, which is unfiltered conversations with a lot of usually reality TV stars and we dissect what's going on on television and break down all the latest pop culture news. Um, and I'm really obsessed with like Tiger King right now. Like that shit's crazy. Oh, and so then I have another show called hashtag adulting life hacks to get your shit together. And that comes out on Tuesdays. So we're no helping idea. you survive coronavirus. I had no idea you had another show. Okay. Yeah. Well, it was on little break when, when the quarantine got shut down cause our studio got shut down, but we're, now doing zoom we just started doing zoom interviews so the show will come back next week yay good i know i'm like in this zoom land i'm so happy my office just gave it to all of us for free and it's just like on my computer forever now and i'm like oh my god how did how did i get so lucky randomly with this right i love it (laughs) all right well thanks again for coming on Thanks so much for listening to Bravo Happy Hour. If you're loving the show, head to Apple Podcasts to leave a quick review and a five-star rating. And while you're at it, head to Instagram and follow at Bravo Happy Hour to talk with fellow listeners on the episode's discussion posts. Also, feel free to shoot me an email at bravohappyhourpod at gmail.com with any super juicy gossip or just to say hi. Be sure to tune in every Monday and Thursday for more of your favorite Bravo-related news. 